What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. I know it's been a while. We are back on the mic post-holiday season, so we get right into it and talk about our Christmas and New Year's, all the things, where we went, what we did, and if we got to relax a little bit. Then we talk about our business and life updates. We kind of chop it up, have our fun conversation within that, talk about some hard conversations and why those are important and how those are respectful. Uh, Then I go into what I'm doing with uh, the Muscle Mobility Clinic, uh, my role that I'll be taking on there. And then I had a meeting with a mentor of mine recently that you know said some things differently put things on paper allowed me to see uh, honestly a lot of money i'm leaving on the table and how i kind of had a little boot and ass uh drive after that conversation carrying me through and updates to come then we go into our industry and career tips i talk about where to start with healthy eating if you know nothing about what healthy eating looks like we talk about macros what those are and you know kind of how to grocery shop where to start and what things are protein, carbs, and fats, honestly. You know, making it simple. If you need more than that, hit me up. I'm here to help. Uh, But then talk about being objective with the business. You know, yes, we are biased. We love what we do. We love our businesses. You know, if you created a company, you're in love with it. But you have to be objective and look at things that, you know, if something's not working, if it needs to be improved, you got to understand, see it, and own it and change it. Then we get into our book talk. I talk about Changemaker by Dr. John Berardi, founder of Precision Nutrition, and how you need to paint a compelling and hopeful future for your prospects. Tim, we had a lot of good stuff in this oh, episode, yeah. man. Um, I really like how, how these have been going. I uh, liked all the things you had. So uh, where do you take us? Yeah, a lot of exciting things going on uh, in both of our businesses. And uh, we're, we're learning a lot uh, in what we're doing. And mm-hmm. it's allow- allowing us to uh, share our lessons on this show and just produce better content, which I love. So I talk about just some of my 2022 goals and uh, some of the content that I'm developing and, and my plan for that with my website and uh, and how I'm going to distribute that content. So talk about that uh, with, in the career and like resume tips section. Uh, I talk about uh, how to cater your resume towards a specific job description. And then that leads into a discussion about the top skill that I see a lot of people are missing from their resumes and that they're not communicating the most. So um, we, we dive into that. So I thought that was interesting to talk about there as well. And then uh, in the show discussing uh, one of my favorite books, uh, The Game Plan for Life uh, by John Wooden, one of the winningest college basketball coaches of all time. Um, and I think every no matter what you're doing, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a consultant, whether I mean, no matter what your job is, like whether you're a parent, like you're always teaching somebody something in some way. So uh, we talk about like what effective teachers do uh, in that section. So I know you guys are going to love this. I know it's, uh, it, it'll be a really fun episode to listen to because of uh, kind of what we've learned and um, just the, the different topics we cover. So I know you guys are going to love it. Uh, without further ado, episode 175. So we were talking websites mm-hmm. before and we stopped so we could get on mic. Um, I asked what kind of return you've been getting since you recently finished your website, Tim. How is that? Uh, how you been using that? Yeah, I've been using it um, more for like credibility and like reference. Um, it's really helped with referrals. Like when people refer my services to someone else, um, and they're trying to 
I should, I should say more educational, more informational. So like when people okay. check up on me before they reach out to me, they'll go there and reference there. Um, I haven't been doing much with SEO or like digital advertising because I haven't really needed to. But um, I think this year I'm going to be u- utilizing it a lot more uh, for content because uh, obviously I'll get into this in the business life updates. But obviously I'm writing ebooks and creating courses, so it'll give me a spot um, to put that on there and sell those on there as well as free information through blogs and other stuff. So yeah, I would just say initially it was for like just having some online real estate, having Mm -hmm. a place where people can check up on me. And um, now I'm going to be using it for content and uh, just another place to send people because I'm also going to be doing business cards and putting those places. And yeah, I just think it's another funnel. Um, But what what kind of content are you going to put on? I would say so like I know you're working on the ebook, like are you going to do like videos like with social media content and put it on there too yeah everything so the the ebooks that i'm writing it has uh has everything like has all the information that's why i'm going to be selling those because it has it packaged all into one mm-hmm. and then from there i'm going to be piecing it and breaking up into, into bite-sized pieces for free so that's going to nice. be video content with the youtube channel um blogs uh, like cheat sheets like for example like i'm going to have a, a a worksheet that's power verbs you can use and it's going to have like all the like the situations where you'd use the verbs to start out the the sentence in your resume and then like examples so like okay. that's that would be something free that i would offer um i would just say like anything that can be broken off from that ebook because the ebook has everything nice yeah and nice. I, i'm gonna be writing five ebooks this year almost done with Ooh, the first five ebooks <clears throat> it's a lot yeah it's a lot in a year yeah but it, it's it's one of those things where um i have like a a quota that I meet, like I, w- I want to write 500 words a week at least. Okay, um, it's not too bad. Yeah, not bad at all, especially like with everything. But that's like the baseline. So like, if I'm feeling like I want to write more that week, I do. Um, but yeah, cool. It's been, it's been good. It's been it's been a really fun process, and I I really enjoy doing it. Are you gonna use social media? Like I know I, I've seen you post reviews and things. Yeah. But are you gonna start using that for? a lot of resume like promotion yeah with yeah. your business because i want to get the uh i want to get the youtube channel established um for me like i want to get everything up and running before i'm like talking about it i didn't i, I that's just my, my thought like I, i'd rather not tell tell people about it while i'm doing it mm-hmm. but once i get the youtube channel up from there I, I will start posting more stuff nice so nice yeah yeah you're right I, i'm not really not really active like on my social media in terms of like posts. I do post a lot of stories about what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, I wanted to use this past year to like really get like my processes down and like really get good at what I do. And then I think now I'm reaching the point where obviously I'm creating the content and I can I can use it as a way to like teach like a broader audience. Yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of my 2022. Nice, but, but I don't. I really don't. I mean, when people ask about it, I'll tell them, but. I'm kind of, I've kind of been a little quieter this year so far just because I'm trying to like get this all get this all established and, and, and get it done so, yeah, and, yeah. Not, and talk less about it but things are going well so far though Productive. nice are you gonna uh, also use rumble with YouTube I don't I'm not so sure what that rumble is like the uncensored YouTube oh okay so I'm thinking of that in terms of like Gary V's mantra of first movers advantage mm-hmm like if you were early, early adopter of Instagram and promoting and, and doing like your thing on Instagram, those are the people that we see now have hundreds of thousands, millions of followers. They started early. Okay. And I was on Rumble 
because we're gonna use one uh, Kyle from Coffee and Cannabis he's like hey we should use this and I'd never looked at it mm-hmm. I'm looking at it it's pretty much just like YouTube okay it's not as refined in terms of aesthetics yeah but it's just like YouTube okay and you can search anything so I was like okay let me search cannabis it's very weak in that area uh-huh. where it's one of those I doubt there's much content on professional resume writing yeah and interview coaching okay and just own the fuck out of that space where it's like I am the man for this on rumble yeah and so I yeah I'd never wow. heard of it until like a couple weeks and um yeah I guess it's just kind of the whole uncensored version thing of it I don't I didn't haven't looked who's in charge of it mm-hmm. because then it's like okay well how are they going to make sure it's objective yeah. Anyone who makes something, how are you going to ensure its objectivity? Yeah, that's good stuff. But that and Getter, which I don't know if you've seen Rogan is recently on, uh-huh. G-E-T-T-R, it's, it looks exactly like Twitter. Okay. Uncensored version of Twitter. Okay. And now I'm thinking, okay, how much are these going to... Because Clubhouse kind of died. Like, Clubhouse was kind of big and it's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I was reading about it the other night and I don't see much uh, with more people going to clubhouse it's you also have to get invited which i think mm-hmm. they kind of pigeonholed they wanted it exclusive but then i was like nah fuck it yeah um so yeah i'm going to look into getter okay. as well but i don't know if rumble will be big if it'll be a flop it just it's determined by traffic yeah people but still Gary, use Gary youtube he's been talking about it though um he hasn't specific well I don't know if he has specifically on Rumble, mm-hmm. but that's one of the guys from Coffee and Cannabis wanted to get on Rumble to get there early, early yeah. adopter. Again, I don't know if it's going to be a big thing or not, but it's at least, I think, worth trying to own some real estate Oh yeah, to be, you know... Positioned, yeah. Yeah, who, who do you think of? Like, it's all about attention, where you can predict attention. Yeah, I had a conversation with someone. And he's like, look, it's about becoming someone in everyone else's drop-down menu. Mm-hmm. So if you and I, you know, we're at the office on 86th Street, like, hey, where should we go eat? Well, what's, like, what's some of your first, if I were to say, let's go get lunch, what are some spots you would throw out? Uh, Chipotle, Bibimbap. Okay. Yeah. So you have a drop-down menu. Yeah. Like, I would say, oh, man, we got District Tap. We have Drake's. <clears throat> there's Luciana's. Like, Mm-hmm. What's in the drop-down menu? Yeah, you know, like yeah, of course we have Chick Fil A. I don't, I'm not against Chick Fil A, but mm-hmm. that's a a quick drop-down menu. Hey, I got five minutes, um, and so if someone also on, like I said the word BB Bop with a straight face. I did, yeah, yeah good. <laughs> and like I didn't even think twice about it. Cause I'm like, oh, been there, had it, good stuff. All right, moving on. But it's BB Bop. Yeah, BB Bop. BB Bop. So yeah, people who don't know what BB Bop is, it's a is it Asian Grill? Yeah, yeah, it's B- fully gr- gluten free. Yeah, B I B I B O P. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't mean to cut you off. So drop down, no, menu. Okay. drop down menu. Yeah, but same thing with a social media. If I'm gonna look up something <clears throat> on social media, okay. If I want to know a health and fitness related thing, who's in my drop down? Mind Pump, that podcast. Those guys are very smart, and knowledgeable. Andy Galpin, Dr. Andy Galpin, very smart. Dr. Huberman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a drop-down menu. And it just gave me a weird switch of, okay, like the content. People need to know what the content is and what it's mm-hmm. about. And, hey, that's my go-to person. Yeah. So someone's like, hey, I need a resume. Do I know anyone who does resumes? You know, yeah. own that space to mm-hmm. where, man, I guarantee no one's on Rumble doing resumes. Right. Okay. 
not that you have to. I'm not telling you how to do your business. It's just a thought. No, that it's I definitely had something to look into. Recently, of trying to be the first movers. Yeah. On things like yeah, that. it's all about attention. Yeah. So, but nice man, five ebooks. Yeah. All uh, do you have all your topics laid out of what each book is going to consist of? Then, like, are your outlines done or? Yeah. So the the topics that I have. So the first one's like. So how to write a resume and then how to nail every interview, how to navigate the job market uh, slash being successful in the job search process. Um, and then finding your identity and the job of your dreams is another one. Um, how to raise value in your in the workplace, like best practices towards achieving a higher salary. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about this with you. We can talk about it off camera as well. But okay. I want to do something with um, the lessons learned from the people we've interviewed on our podcast. Ooh, so if okay. you've... Uh, uh, Tim Ferriss's book, um, where he each chapter is dedicated towards like a thought leader that he brought brought oh, the tribe of mentors. Yeah, so that's kind of what I want to do with ours. Like, go back through all the interviews we've had, and like really just go back and summarize like the main lessons from each one, and then write a book about it. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's one. That'd that's be one pretty thing. wild, man. I was just I thinking about that one night. I just jotted that down. It's like a. I'd be about obviously it. that'd be something that we would need to discuss because we both produced it. Yeah, but, yeah. Say if there's like. If we do 12 to 15 <clears throat> chapters, so we'd have to definitely narrow it down. Yeah. In terms of who we're going to talk about. Yeah. I can't you do know, all of them because we've like had like 100 interviews. Yeah. And, you know, we could we could kind of use some of that in our second 100 episode. Yeah. Because where we kind of recap the last 100 episodes. <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, I would love to do that. I think that's an amazing project. Yeah, like I would I would be ready to get started any time on that. Because that's a lot of content that we have. It is. But people that stand out, like, okay, example, drop down, like Tim Roberts. Yeah. He deserves a chapter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, who's going to, no one's going to outsell that man. Yeah. Um, i trying to think who else, who else would really stick out. Like, Ryan Mickler mm-hmm. deserves a chapter yeah. with what he's doing. You know, people like yeah. that that are very, very uh, expert level. Yeah. At what they're doing right now. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, I like that, man. I think we should do that. Yeah. But yeah, I've just, I, I think it's, it, we talk about like, um, obviously like we want to, with this podcast and anything, you, you want to be able to use your knowledge to impact as many people as possible, as many people at once. And you and I, with our businesses, we work most of the time, we work one-on-one with people mm-hmm. and that's a really intimate relationship that that we like and we're, we're good at. Um, but just take that a step further and, and using our knowledge to impact like a wider audience at once. And like, yeah, maybe not even a vet, like, like with the eBooks and with the, with the digital products and everything, like the passive income type of thing, how, mm-hmm. how important that is for us to be able to do this more. Um, but also like impact more people once like that's, it's, it's a must. And we've, we both kind of established that. So, yeah. yeah and, and I've been thinking about our website too. Yeah. I think we need a crisper website. Mm-hmm. Like, the fireside is nice for the upload, uploading the RSS feed to our podcast platforms. But I'm like, man, I want to send people to our website, and the one we have, I don't want to send people to. Right. right. Like it's it just it is what it is. Um, it's, kind of, it's just kind of cut and dry. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very rigid. Yeah. It's it's not aesthetically pleasing. It's mm-hmm. easy to navigate, but like you know, we- you go to an episode and you see the description. It's just it's. The layout of it is, which is their template. Um, I just, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. And anymore, 
now I'm on this huge website kick. I, I, I want a crisp looking site where people can, oh, man, I can read all these blogs. I can buy this book. I think if we have that book done by the end of the year, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah, I would, we've talked about it the last year, year and a half, two years. Like, I'd like to monetize. Yeah. I think you would too. Yeah. Where if we could have even just some cash flow. Mm-hmm. If it was like a grand a month off of just stuff. Yeah. Like, shit, okay. Yeah. Um, but I think that book, that could be a hot book. Mm-hmm. Send Gary V a copy. Yeah. Send him a copy. Send him a customized piece of clothing. Yeah. Because, like, and then obviously we could tell, like, we would have, like, the information aspect of it, like, the lessons learned, but also the story aspect, like, mm-hmm. kind of recapping. That way we can keep people, like, engaged with the books, like, people. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, if we do, all right, first book is to episode 200. We send stuff, we send stuff to people, like, the Gary V's, the Pat McAfee's, like, hey, I would love to have, you know, in Gary V's case, market him different. Gary, I would love to get 12 minutes of your time so that I could make a whole chapter about you in our next book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he is very, oh, can you, you want to do a podcast with us? Like with him, like I know you've seen this stuff. It's minutes. You get yeah. a few minutes. So if it's a specific number, hey, can I have 12 minutes? We'll do a remote podcast via Zoom, 12 minutes, so I can make a whole chapter of my next book just about you, Gary uh-huh. V. Uh-huh. Gary V, I need 12 minutes. Yeah, that's all we need. Debbie. <laughs> We're going to slice this clip, send it to Gary, 12 minutes to become a chapter in our next book. Yeah. I mean, that's how can you say no to that? Fuck it. Let's get it. Get him on the first book. Yeah. Um, um, Gary V, we coming, boy. Did you see his... He did an interview with Caleb Presley for the Sunday conversation uh-uh. with Barstool. No. You got to look at that I one. bet that's a good one. Because you so know Gary good. is going to roll with it harder oh, than anyone he, else. Oh, he did. He, he killed it. Yeah, it was good. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'll send it to you. Okay, yeah, Just please. Kind of dig deep for that's it. That's awesome. Man, it's been a while since we've uh, done one of our episodes. Yeah. I think like pre-holidays, we've we've been hitting these interviews, which is cool. Yeah. But I was like getting our stuff out there. How uh, How's Christmas? How's the new year? It was good. All the things. We'll do a quick little rundown. Yeah, my I didn't go anywhere. Like I stayed here in Indianapolis because my mom lives here. Um, my brother, Joe, came in from New York. Um, so it was good to see him. And then we, we all got together here. My dad ended up coming down as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was a good Christmas. Ate a lot of good food. Um, it was warm enough to the point where you could still like go outside too if you want. My, yeah. uh, my little nephew, he got a basketball hoop. Like an oh a legit basketball hoop. That's and he's in, in, the hooper, right? Yeah, it's yeah. in the cul-de-sac. So we were out nice. there for like hours just, yeah. just shooting. And um, I, I I told my my sister and, and my, my brother-in-law, I was like, yeah, now I have an excuse to come over here a lot more. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be doing this. Um, you stuff them once in a while, teach them the hard way? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we, we our game right now is horse. We like to play horse. Okay, and, cool. Um, I don't let him win, but uh, good. He's, uh, good. he's good. He makes it interesting for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, Christmas was good. I think... Um, Instead of saying, I mean, my, the, instead of saying the gifts I got, my favorite gift I gave out was I bought tickets for my nephew for for us to go nice. to a Pacers game. So we gave that. Yeah, to you guys cr- just did that. Yeah, so that was like January fifth, about a week ago. We did that. Yeah, yeah that was, that was a really fun time. Dope with the Nets. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got to see Kyrie return. Kyrie, yeah. Yeah. So you wore the Kyrie jersey to the Pacers game? I did. I wore my I so the only Kyrie jersey I have is his All-Star jersey when okay. he was on the Celtics. So like it's like a black jersey that's like an Eastern Conference All-Star jersey, but pretty neutral. Yeah, it has the Celtics logo on it. So kind of a lot going on there, but yeah. uh, who are yeah. you rooting for here, man? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I when Your nephew's pacer out, you got a Kyrie, you got Boston on your no, chest. No, you should have seen his face when I when I first picked him up and he was like looking at my jersey. He was like trying to digest what was going he's like he was so confused so i had to explain it to him <laughs> uncle tim who are we going to yeah. watch <laughs> but yeah no it's it was fun like he asked so many questions about basketball he's like so who, who's gonna do the tip off like who's what well, who, who who just scored there like he nice. was like asking like and I, I love it i love his curiosity he's uh he's starting his um his new basketball league so he has cool. games every saturday so I'm going to be going there this Saturday. But nice. Yeah, need, it was a good Christmas, man. You need to send him your, like, whatever sites you get your uh, basketball info and knowledge from. You need to send him your resources so he yeah. can start reading when you're not with them. And Yeah. He actually has, like, a bat, like, both an NFL and an NBA, like, reference book. And so when That's I took cool. him to the game, he brought his books in the car, and he was like... Oh, man. He's like, did you know that this team plays at this stadium? And then... Yeah. Don't let this kid around BK. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> They'll nerd out. Yeah, sure. you're, you're not going to be part of the conversation anymore. No, nah, no, nah, I'll have to step aside. But, yeah, it was, it was a good Christmas. What, what about yours? Nice. Man? You went yeah, home, was, right? Yeah, it was good. It was quiet. It was quick turnaround. I was there for about three days. Yeah, three nights, three and a half days, something like that, because mm-hmm. um, I had to get back to work. But it was good, man. I don't give a fuck about gifts. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like I, it's more stressful than anything. We use Elfster, like the online site where you just you copy and paste something and you upload it on your wish list, and everyone in the family can see. Elfster. What, Elfster, yeah. Huh. I just use Amazon wish list. Yeah. So yeah, we use Elfster, um, but people will just throw stuff on randomly throughout the year if they find something nice. like, oh, I could use that. Um, which is, is nice. Like it's cool, but man, I don't care until I can like buy my dad a yacht, buy, buy them like something sweet as fuck, like Mm -hmm. fly them private to a vacation somewhere like where I can take the whole family somewhere and we can just live it up like to the max. That's the thing. Like I want to do. Yeah. Cool. I got my dad a nice new shirt, like, you know, this and that now with kind of going along what you do like buying experiences my brother and i like i got him tickets to see fluffy iglesias mm-hmm. in march so it's like the weekend like four or five days after his birthday we're going to see fluffy in cincinnati mm-hmm. and i've that. not seen him live but we've seen joe rogan we've been to snake pit like we do experiences we've been to other shows mm-hmm. and that i enjoy like i'll be honest i have specific expensive taste yeah. I want a Ferrari. I want a truck. I want my business to do very well. I want a charity. Like, that type of shit gets me off. Yeah. I don't, you know, I got a nice portable monitor, too. That was a good gift. It was very mm-hmm. useful. I needed a second screen um, to take anywhere. So, stuff like that. But, yeah, it was in terms of just relaxing. That's why I like the holidays. We keep it small. We don't have big get togethers. Right. It's just my parents, my brother, and me. Yeah. And I'm good with that. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving is quiet. Christmas is quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for me, it's like, yeah, I'm the same way. Like not big about gifts, but like the time. Like obviously when when I go home for the holidays or do anything like that, like I'm at peace with the fact that I'm not doing any work and I'm like using that time to just like chill and spend time with the family. For sure. It's such a good feeling. 
It's all about that time. Yes, the only time I, I will sit on a couch and watch hours of like movies or TV. Yeah. Is at home. I yeah. sit in the same spot on the couch that's been there since before I was there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It's a good mode to be in. Yeah, sure. it's not bad. But after a few days, I'm ready. Like I always take my work stuff. I'll I'll do work while I'm home. Yeah. Um, just because got to. But I'm at home. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, that was good. Like I said, got some useful gifts. Um, but yeah, all in all, just good quality time. Is there any gifts that like you think you're going to be using a lot more than the others, or like any that you think is? Oh, be- already my portable monitor. I use oh, it yeah. every day. Okay. Every day. Um, I did get a carafe from my buddy Dr. Owens, carafe carafe for pour over coffee. Yeah. Um, gonna get into like doing coffee the right way. Because uh, once you have pour over like coffee, it's just you grind the beans, you put the beans in the filter, you pour hot water over the ground, mm-hmm. like that's the freshest you're gonna get. Yeah. Even though I still like. The convenience of K cups, French press. Don't don't sleep on the French press. All right, I'm not done that either. I've been on that. It's it's Man. here. It's really okay. Good. It's good. All right, yeah. I, I just I wanted to, too. since I'm getting heavier into the coffee space too. I just I want to treat coffee right and do it justice and have quality cups of coffee. Yeah. Where it's oh man, that Ethiopian roast is, yeah. warms my soul. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Other than that, man. Um, See what else is going on. Oh yeah, I'm at the other the muscle mobility clinic, so I'm only going to be doing personal training. Mm-hmm. Doctor Owens isn't going to be there. Just going to focus on his room at the gym, which I'll still have. I'll still share that space with him, but I'm going to be doing personal training for uh, muscle mobility's people there. Okay. So I'll have my people at TWR. Like, you know, if they contact me, how'd you, you know, find out about me? Oh, so and so referred me, or I just Googled your, you know, nutritionist. Like, okay, I'll have them over there, separate from muscle mobility. I'm mm-hmm. still an independent contractor, but uh, they will have people and leads for me. Um, I'll be there a couple days a week, and that'll be some pretty good scratch. So, yeah, that's that's going on, uh, which I like. Again, I get to enhance my craft. Um, Oh yeah, I also want to hit hard conversations. I've been having a lot of those lately, mm-hmm. between stuff with that business and personal. Business and personal, okay. yeah. But I, I think, man, hard conversations—they're not fun, but it's respectful to everyone involved. Yeah. Like when I first talked to Monica, the owner of TWR, uh, when I told her like, "Hey, I'm not going to be coaching anymore after the month of January." Mm. So at the very start of December, I think it was like few days before the first I was like hey I just want to talk about my future availability and of course she's like oh now you officially have me scared and stuff and because I do a lot of classes there mm-hmm. doing 18 to 20 classes a month yeah and um, it's just everything else I've had to sink more time into where I just I can't afford you know I can't do that right now maybe mm-hmm. down the road I'll pick up a few here and there but uh, I was like hey it's just after January I gotta be done for a while you yeah. know I, I love it like hey it's nothing personal towards you or the gym it is just me and my schedule right now i am getting deeper like we are getting heavier into interviews with our podcast here uh my practice like i'm doing a lot more uh with that and and i'm doing the coffee and cannabis i'm like i just gotta step back i'm trying to do everything Mm -hmm. i'm not doing the investing anymore uh just because you know not that i didn't enjoy it i'm just all right where do i really need my time yeah Sometimes and, you got to make that decision. Yeah, like you only it have was twenty four hours. Cool to learn, but 
but I'm just like it's not a huge monthly expense but for how much time I'm not putting towards it like that is not me yes I will invest I will still invest in crypto I will try to get on quick trends if I see in a year you know a coin can really do something big but if I have like the money where day trading is is something I will give it to a day trader give mm-hmm. them commissions do that for me yeah you know just that's not what I'm here to do Okay. You, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's being objective and like, man, stay in my lane. I am not a day trader. Mm. It was cool to try it. I needed to try it. You know, Gary V's, you know, try things, make sure you don't like it. I don't love that more than I love everything else I'm already doing. Yeah, that's good. And that's it. So it's good know, reflection. I, I had to just trim some things down because I was, I was killing myself. And that's when I start resenting is if mm. I do everything I tried it, like trying to do literally everything, the things I love to do, I will resent because something will air quotes be in the way mm-hmm. you know and i don't want that so yeah i think hard conversations are just uh it's respectful to have them it sucks to have them but it's just hey cut the head off the snake right. real quick we sat down i was like hey uh end of january i won't be able to coach anymore mm-hmm. this is why it's not this it is about this done yeah. and, and we're fine like there, yeah. there's no problem i think because I, I was like i wanted to give a lot of time I think two months is a very good notice, especially because it's hard to find coaches and trainers. But, you know, do it proper and, like, it'll be tough, but it's a good outcome. Yeah. Like, nothing else has changed. I'll still be at class. I'll still go to the go to the gym and the office there. But, yeah, personal or business, I think tough conversations are, you know, they're necessary. Yeah. And, like, that just for the long-term health of your relationship, too. Like they, it's critical. I mean, and it's better than like bottling things up. And um, and if you don't talk about things like that, could impact like your attitude towards your work, your relationship with your work, and then your relationship with her as well. So I feel like because you have those tough conversations, yeah. like allows you to like be more productive in the long term and just preserve the relationship. Because mm-hmm. like hundred percent. I mean, things change. Like you never know what can happen. I mean, it's it, it's good to have that conversation. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm good at hard conversations. Yeah. Fortunately, but unfortunately. Yeah. Um, all right. What? Uh, let's get into some industry and career tips, things like that. Uh, what do you got for us, Tim? What? However, you want to start some tips. Yeah. Just so, a tip. Yeah. So I'm gonna t- <laughs> I'm gonna talk about uh, <laughs> catering your resume towards the job description. So mm. um, I work with a lot of people who. I mean, there's different ways you can apply for jobs. You can you can do like mass applying. Like you can apply for you can just take a resume, and just send it to hundreds of jobs in one day, and that that's fine. Like if you're trying to put feelers out there, that's a great way to go about it. Uh, but I, I talk to a lot of people who may only have like a handful of roles that they've really got their eye on, or they have like a position that they they care a lot about this is for those types of situations where you have that one role that dream role um in cater, catering your resume towards the job description so i talk a lot with my clients about um, some of the screening tools that companies use um, okay. and i won't get too deep into it but a lot of the bigger companies like they'll get hundreds of resumes and they can't always have like a human being read through every single resume they get um, and decide who to bring in for an interview right um, a lot of them have screening tools that when you upload your document, it gets scanned for certain keywords, verbs, phrases, and skills. And that way, like the system can narrow down those 200 resumes down to 25 so that mm-hmm. someone can actually like read them. Um, so to combat that, like I have software that I use to help people get past that, but I'm talking about for the people that are kind of 
that need to, to do it themselves or they need like a quick turnaround to to get a resume into a job posting that may be closing at midnight or something. Okay. And that goes wow. to ca- yeah, catering your, your resume towards the job description. Just a quick way to do that and what I tell people is go through the, do- the job description and highlight three soft skills and three hard skills. So like so- – like the job description will say like what they expect out of the role, like the the qualifications. So find those three hard skills, three soft skills. So like soft skills are like emotional intelligence, interpersonal skills, like okay. active listening, like critical thinking, like kind of the the stuff that's kind of ingrained in you. So like those Got are it. the soft skills. But like the hard skills are more like project management, um, like CRM administration, Excel, like, and yeah, work, like the tangibles yeah I guess, yeah like like, okay. da- like data analytics like st- stuff like that so pick okay. three and three and highlight them um and then what you want to do is like with your resume you want to mention those exact terms that the way they're listed in the job description so you want to put those in so list them exactly mm-hmm. but then show proof behind them so when you mention those terms in your resume then provide a concrete like quantifiable example of when you did that in a past role so if it says, uh, if you just pick public speaking as an example. So if you highlight public speaking, say that in your resume, either in the skills section that you're good at public speaking, but also name a time where you gave like a speech to, to a, a group of people or like quantified the amount of speeches you've given or highlight a specific speech you gave. That's okay. kind of an example of what you can do there. Because like not only does your resume need to say that exact skill that's mentioned in the job description so it gets flagged. But also you want to provide proof so when a human being reads it, they see that you actually have experience in that. And then then they'll bring you in for an interview and then you can expand upon it in the interview, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I know you said use quantifiable things. And maybe this matters, maybe it doesn't. But uh, I love that because, yeah, numbers don't lie. It's like, hey, I generated X many dollars in revenue, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to this many people in my in my speech. Should people write that in number form or write out the number? You know what I mean? Like, should they write the numbers? Numerical like, or word. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The, the number for, for space reasons. Like, you, you want your resume to – you want to leave as much room as possible and you want to you want to make the most out of the space you have. So, okay. like, writing writing the word 11 is a lot longer than just putting, like, 1-1. One, one, True, right in the number. okay. Um, so and yeah, will, that help, do that. will that help with getting flat – like, will numericals – get flagged over writing it out yes yes okay okay and like what what i also do is um this is kind of a, a style that that i use i don't know if if this is standard practice or whatever but i like to bold numbers in a resume like if someone if someone increased revenue by 36 percent i'll high i'll bold 36 percent. that way when someone reads it like they can find it easily because like people i i want to make sure that like when I write every resume, like I write it with the assumption that someone's going to pick this up and like scan it like really quickly. Like, right. Like, what is it like 11 se- seconds? Yeah. Or something like there's like a that, bunch or... of, some people say seven seconds. Some yeah. people say 11. Um, I want to make sure that like people like can pick it up, pick it up and know exactly what they're getting out of you in the first 10 seconds. That's why I like to write a strong summary. But also when they go down the rest of the page, I want them to like be able to like pick out the most important things so that I don't want them to work that hard to find yeah what you're looking for and um i love that because i mean at least for myself i always thought of and maybe other people think this maybe they don't 
but I always imagine a resume as this super formal, pristine thing. You only bold, you know, titles and roll what the name of your role was, right? And mm-hmm. now, like, the more that I've learned from you, it's, man, finagle your resume to get in the door. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if, oh, should I bold this? Like, you use bold mm-hmm. to help them find it. It's like, that's the game is they want to see the thing. Mm-hmm. So whatever helps them see it faster and easier, like, all right, oh, there it is. Increased by this. Oh, that's cool. Oh, sold this many. That's sweet. Uh, has given this many public speaking engagements. All right, cool. Let me give them a call without reading a full sentence. Yeah. So, yeah, because I always thought, man, is that breaking a rule? And I guess there's a lot less, you know, air quotes, rules to resume writing than mm-hmm. I always imagine, like, from college, right? Yeah. You know, it's got to be this super nice, like, yeah, it should look really nice and crisp. Mm-hmm. But you can you can do those things of like bold within your descriptions. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it speaks in the results too. Like that's something that I that's a change that I implemented like really early in me doing this. And when I heard people give me positive feedback about how they got interviews right away, or like someone complimented them on the resume, like mm-hmm. that's even more fuel to the fire. Like there, there's a reason why. Like you gotta, I mean, you gotta make yourself stand out in any way possible, whether it's highlighting your unique accomplishments and then the way you highlight them as well like in, yeah. in, in the resume so and i know you're tailoring specific to catering the resume to the role are do you whether it's specific to a role or general do you have maybe three to five hard-hitting words that can be consistent whether it's 10 different roles or ten roles of the same industry. Yeah, that's a, like that's a great that's a, a great question. A few so, words that are hey, this one will get flagged. Yeah, on their end, and will help regardless of who you're sending the resume to. Yeah, yeah. There's and there's like a very multifaceted answer to that question because and I actually have a whole entire chapter in my ebook that like addresses that. So oh, like, so everyone buy Tim's ebook. Hey, look <laughs> at that. All right, next subject. But buy yeah, it to learn. <laughs> no, what, what I no, what, but what I did, that's there is, there is. Like that that's cuz I I've done research on my end like in in my ebook like I have it broken up like project for like project management roles. These are the top 25 skills that are flagged the most in project management resumes. And then for okay. sales professional, like these are the top HR people like this is the top 25 like in my ebook I go like I I don't cover every single job out there but like the top like 15 to 20 like most of the people I work with that's kind of what I used and I I did research on like what what positions are at like what skills are being asked for the most in this type of job and like in in my ebook I I list out all the skills that you need to know for each one nice nice have you noticed any skills that people are lacking that jobs need more of I would say it's kind of like it's kind of obvious but written communication is a huge thing that I, I find in like every at like no matter what role I'm, I'm looking for like written communication because like obviously like interpersonal like face-to-face like that's always gonna rule everything but mm-hmm. I feel like now in a remote world where like I mean, in my experience, like there were, I would work in a position for like a year and there was someone that I'll email every day that I had never seen their face before. Okay. Whether they're like when I worked at Johnson and Johnson, there were people I worked with in like 
the Philippines or like across, like across the world where like they may be in a different time zone and you may never get to see them like in person. So your ability to communicate like through email and written communication, I think is a, is a huge skill. Okay. Cause cool. like, you, like people interpret messages in different ways too when you write them. So you need to know how to yeah. communicate for like all different personality types. You need to learn how to like when you're emotional about something and you're writing an email, being able to like have that self-awareness to step back and be like, hey, like is the way I'm saying this like reflecting how mad I am right now? So if so, I people need to, will pick up on it. Yeah. If you write with anger, yeah. Which is it's so normal. It's completely normal. Like we, I mean, yeah. it's especially when you work a stressful job and things frustrate you. Things happen that are completely out of your control. It's easy to take that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in a written message to someone so um i do think that's an important thing to to, to put on there yeah yeah but that's it's an obvious one though. right so but you'll always feel like if you're mad at someone oh they didn't send me this on time and you send an email and you're like heated send the nice email because 10 seconds after you send it you're like oh man i'm glad that i sent that one instead of the angry one yeah because then you'll just one you'll deal with less bullshit yeah it's like hey now you're going off on them. Now you're just going to go back and forth and email half the day and you're both going to be in a frenzy before right. lunchtime and you're going to hate each other. You'll hate your job more than you already do. Like, you know, right. it's this whole rabbit hole of, hey, I asked for this over, like, you know, instead of, hey, would you mind uh, when you get a free sec, can you send this over? I guarantee the second one will get you what you want faster than, hey, I asked for this, you know, yesterday. Yeah. It's just, whether it's text or email, I try to, do that. That's from um, How Do One Friends Influence People. I think they talk about emails in that one. Yeah. Hey, when you get a free moment, would mm-hmm. you mind sending, would you mind doing, you know, it's yeah. when you have a chance. Right. It's like, okay, I'm not in a rush. They're not asking to rush me, but I'll do it when I have a minute or two. Yeah. And and, and don't take things personal. Like, oh, uh, yes. and, and don't, don't like... Don't assign like a personality or like don't judge a person by the way they're emailing you either. Because like there's been times where like I'll get in touch with a potential client and we'll be messaging back and forth on LinkedIn or emailing. And they just – the way they type it just seems like short and abrupt. But like sometimes you got to realize like that's the way that person communicates. Like it may seem like they're short and abrupt and kind of rigid like through mm-hmm. written communication. But then I'll jump on the phone with them. They'll be the nicest person ever. So like yeah. I've kind of learned to take like personality like – out of messages because like for me i like to let my personality shine through when i write to people but i gotta remember that not everyone like shares that type of written communication style so Mm -hmm. um that's why just yeah don't take things personal yeah and i feel that because i think my communication varies so if i'm obviously in between appointments or something and i'm trying to respond to a few messages that need my response a little more timely it might be super short and quick mm-hmm. where it's just, Hey, I'm just in between appointments. I'm getting as much done as I can quickly. Yeah. Cause I feel the same where I want people to know I'm very light, like in my communication, like, Hey, this is whatever I have to say. Oh yeah. You're just telling me what's up rather than, man, is this dude like kind of a dick or, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Mine changes. I try to not do it while I'm driving, but sometimes I'm like, man, this is very important, but I gotta yeah. be short, you know? Yeah. Um, Depends on the scenario, but yeah, man, people want to take everything personally. And I think people want, like our brains seek conflict. Yeah. So we almost, we almost want to get cut off on the road so we can yell and flip them the bird. We almost want people to do us wrong so we get angry about something. It's like, mm. 
man, cool the Jets. Not yeah. everyone's out to, to do that. But right. No, that's good, man. Written communication. Yeah. I, I was surprised when I got out of college, got into corporate, at how unprofessional the emails were. Mm-hmm. When in college, they're like, oh, you need to be so professional with your words. You got to write it write it out. You yeah. know? It was like half the time you get emails from people from their iPhone. Yeah. No capitalization, hardly any punctuation. Hey, a comma goes. Get go- the message across. A comma goes a really long way in certain sentences. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was like learning how you can finagle a resume different ways, and yeah, yeah. it's a game. Yeah, had a, you know, Kyle from the gym, big mm-hmm. Kyle. He's, uh, I mean, whether he knows or not, he's kind of been mentoring me little bit mm-hmm. uh, and last week we had a conversation so there there's an idea of something we all want to create a different type of space and it's kind of talks right now so I don't want to say too much on here but you know different collabs we might try out but he and I were talking about we did a business analysis of the space that I am currently in and so we started off okay ideal scenario how many hours do you want to work in a week? And so I was thinking, okay, I'm just focused on rehab. So how many hours do I want to spend over a table during rehab? And I said, all right, um, I don't want to go past 30 hours. Okay, we went through prices of, of the appointments, hour and half hour, and okay, so if I do this many hours a week, uh, this is my dollar amount, I can make uh, this much in a week, I can make this much in a day, can make this much in a month. So we highlighted all of those things. And I'm a very visual learner. When I saw how much money I was leaving on the table on paper, um, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, wow, I'm really fucking up. And so we were kind of talking about things and okay, how, how do I get to that? What am I not doing to get there? And it just put, um, you know, he said things just, I'm sure you've had it where someone says something that you've heard, but they say it a different way. They say it the right way, or it's from just the right person where it clicks. You have a, a shift in your mindset. And I immediately had some boot and ass. So I, I don't have a website currently. And that night I finished all of my website copy. Like I wrote out my sections my home, my about, my contact, like how it's gonna be formatted, mm-hmm. all those things. I just need the picture and video for it. But the copy is all done because I have programs to sell, but no one knows they exist. They can't access it unless I deal with them directly because I don't have a website. Mm-hmm. And not that that is the reason I am losing all this money. There's a handful of reasons. But then we're just looking at things objectively where it's, okay, content. I was like, man, I did look at my content my content has sucked ass and it's just filler Mm -hmm. like yeah i'll post about some blogs you know post about what i tweet no one gives a fuck what what my business tweets Mm -hmm. it it doesn't give anyone value it does nothing except maybe give someone some humor Mm -hmm. and so lately my content has been you know maybe some is in a session with a patient or client obviously i ask them first hey can i record some of this i'll do like without your face and showing the problems I solve within minutes in rehab sessions. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Because people know that I, I do nutrition and rehab. Great. What does that mean? Like, what yeah. do I do with that? People don't know what I can do with that. So 
now that I am showing, I'm very more conscious of showing what it is I am doing with people, how I assess movement, correct movement, get people out of pain with movement, or simple myofascial modality, modalities they can do on their own at home. Mm-hmm. Like in five minutes with one therapeutic exercise, I had this guy roll on a lacrosse ball. He's a golfer of mine. He had pain in his rotation, couldn't rotate for, um, for the life of him. We did a couple things in five minutes. He rotated further. He was to what you know he considered his parallel in his golf swing. You'll probably know more about yeah. what that means than I do. He was you know 10 to 15 degrees, degrees shy of that. Five minutes, we got him to that pain-free. And he wow. upped his pitching wedge by 12 yards. So it's like that's a bit. That, hey, for, I, sh- I, that, I show long, those that's, things. That's a big jump for people out there that don't know golf. And not that it's just me. Like he has seen a massage therapist. He's seen a chiropractor. So there are other things at play. But in five minutes, just in, in my session, we went from that to that, and with different breathing techniques, and distributing force uh, through his body and trunk differently. I didn't change his golf swing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to do that. I'm not going to act like I do. Yeah. That's what I tell people, whether they're a pitcher or a golf. I'm like, hey, I'm not changing your mechanics there. I'm changing how we apply and distribute force. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, added, added 12 yards. Well, 11.8. He's got a rig in his garage. You know, it gives all the specs. So yeah. it's 12 yards. Nice. So I'm like, okay, man, <clears throat> sweet. And we're going to start personal training. Like, we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah. Imagine in three months where your drive is going to be, mm-hmm. where, where everything else, all your other hits are going to be in terms of yardage. I know it's not always about that. It's where can you finish the ball, mm-hmm. but I don't know how, I don't mess with that. Yeah. But I think everyone, if they know, if you know, Tim, how to be precise and accurate, if you added a few more yards, you probably wouldn't be too mad about it. No, I yeah. wouldn't. So, and I still, I still have in my mind, can we get 10 yards in 10 minutes? Yeah. I'll pay, I'll pay for the range time. <laughs> but if we can record just 10 minutes, apply a few things, and see if we can add some yardage to whatever swing, man, I'm down to do it. Okay. That, yeah. yeah I, th- these are the case studies that are, are critical for your business. Right. And that's what – I don't know. You've probably seen Squat University. Mm-hmm. That's all he does Yeah. is he posts things with uh, patients, test, see where they're limited and have pain, do the modalities, and retest. Mm-hmm. That's all his content is. Now, he has very nice editing graphics and shows muscle groups, which I like. But it's, I just need to show what I can do. Mm-hmm. Video won't lie. Yeah. Like, it, it is what it is. That person's not going to lie to me. I don't say, hey, make sure you say you're out of pain. No, if they're still in pain, I'll show that too. And all right, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. Take it a step further. Not everyone's going to get it in five minutes. Yeah. But being very intentional on that rather than just filler stuff. Yeah, blogs are good, those are informational. But everything else I post needs to give people something. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh yeah, cool, I'll like because I know him. Mm-hmm. And I need to solve problems with my content. Yeah. Um, and so between that and the website and just networking, like always thinking business. Mm-hmm. Who can I talk to? Who can I collaborate with? Who could really use me? Who am I tailoring my stuff to? Mm-hmm. Right now, it's golfers. I'm yeah. working with like three or four different golfers right now. That's great. So right now, my content is going to be very golf-driven. Yeah. Not everyone's going to you know, get value from that. But right mm-hmm. now, that's it. Yeah. That's my audience. Good. Because that's what I'm the heaviest in more than any other niche or sport is golf. Yeah. And you, you learn by doing. So I'm right. sure... 
I mean, you're teaching them a lot of things, but I'm sure they're they're in turn teaching you things about the golf swing, about golf that allow you to do your job better. Hundred so, percent, and that's yeah. that's my job too, is to say to them, hey, tell me about this part of your swing. I'm ignorant to golf. I don't know. Yeah, and, and like I'll be the first to say, hey, I don't know about this. I know body mechanics. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Teach me enough to so I can help me help you essentially. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's very cool, and who knows what my next season of of people will will bring on. I have one lady we're working to get her to the Highland Games, where you know they're throwing big logs as mm-hmm. far as they can. They're throwing weight behind them as high and as far as they can. They got to get a certain height, and so we have a couple months before she goes to Columbus, Ohio, and competes. Mm-hmm. And she like she's a champion competitor. Um, so things like that where. Those are very fun uh, cases to get into, and I can tailor content specific to that. Yeah, like I am always mm-hmm. okay. Can I get content here? Can I do that? And that will be valuable. Mm-hmm. Just showing people. Yeah, I don't have to think of some inspirational quote or something nice to like. Just show what I do. Yeah, and be I've authentic. Been, be you. I've just been missing the boat. Yeah, but it, it took this meeting with Kyle to okay. I need to hammer out the website got to finish that within the next week because i have things that need to be sold where i can make money when i'm not working mm-hmm. and we were talking about this earlier too is that's the game is that passive side of income yeah the book for the podcast that's good passive income mm-hmm. like that would i think a lot of people would buy that yeah i know we're not tim ferris but damn we've talked to some very important and influential people mm-hmm. um Nick, uh, Nick Carter belongs yeah. in that list. Oh, yeah, definitely. I have had more people tell me about that episode. Like, hey, that episode was dope. Yeah. And, you know, if you're someone who has no idea what it's about, you've never heard of Market Wagon or Nick, you'd be like, all right, doing some farmer's market stuff. Like, all right, cool, whatever. But if you listen to it. It's it's so much deeper than It's that. impeccable. yeah. yeah. Like the fact that <clears throat> Brett asked if it was Rogan, I'm like, huh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've that's the had, types of stuff he was going into, into deep, deeper stuff besides his business. Yes, got, yeah. yes. How to fix things, <clears throat> going in the legislation, like yeah. That's how change happens, right? Um, but yeah. So so that meeting with Kyle really put a different type of boot in ass. Where I am so much more intentional. And methodical and always thinking, how do I do business here? How do I do mm-hmm. business here? Um, and yeah, I need to hit more YouTube stuff and Rumble. You know, got to be be the movement guy on Rumble. But in terms of of tips, uh, quick like where to start with healthy eating? Because I have one potential client doesn't know that avocados are high in fat. Just you know, we don't know what we don't know, but we think, oh, just eat healthy have a well-balanced diet. Some people don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I had I had eggs, I had avocado, then I had peanut butter. It's like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of fat mm-hmm. all at one time. Now, if your specific diet calls for that, okay, cool. But not everyone. Um, so like, your, what are macros? Macros are your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. Proteins, you know, your, your lean meats, your chicken, your beef, your whatever. Fats, uh, peanut butter, avocados, you know, eggs have like five grams of fat per egg. Uh, those are fats, cheese, uh, milk, stuff like that. 
And then your carbs, your rices, your quinoas, your pastas, your breads, um, having a good balance of everything. Vegetables are carbs, whether one, people know that or not. Fruits have carbs and fiber. So it's like, oh, I, I don't want to do a ton of pasta carbs, fruits and vegetables, carbs. Mm-hmm. So just if you're like, oh, I want to eat healthy. I don't know anything about healthy eating or what foods are healthy. You know, some just not that I abide by this 100%, but the outside of the grocery store has all your your uh, your meats, mm-hmm. you know, your more natural things like in the aisles or your boxed items, your canned items, which everything has their place. Yeah, I go through the aisles. But if you're like, man, I want to, where do I start? Start on the outside, work your way in for the stuff you absolutely need, but have a balance of everything. Hey, you need at least some protein in every meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need vegetables and fruits a couple times a day at least Uh, if you're on zero times a day have one serving of fruits and vegetables in a day start with one Mm -hmm. so it's um yeah i not that i'm surprised but you know there are people that just don't know anything about healthy foods Mm -hmm. they know nothing Mm -hmm. and it's you know start with a little bit and start there the outside work your way in you know and that's where look a few things up too yeah. Okay, what's a well-balanced day look like? Or hit me up, but, you know. Yeah. We'll set up a consultation. Preferably hit you up. Yeah, preferably hit me up. Let's do some monthly coaching. But just where to start, like. Yeah. Man, balance everything out. But, yeah, people need to understand, okay, there's fat in this. This is protein. This is a carbohydrate. <clears throat> yeah. Like, get familiar with what those things are, and then a little bit of everything at each meal can go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So. I didn't know anything about that until I read Eat to Live. And I, I, I'm not saying I agree with mm-hmm. everything from that book, but that's the first book that like taught me the concept of like what nutrients are and yep. like what empty nutrient or like empty calories are and what like ma- maximizing calories means. So right, yeah, yeah. Like I said, everything has its place. Like candy has its place. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, a burger and fry has its place, mm-hmm. but not every day. You know, there's no bad food. There's bad application of foods. No mm-hmm. bad movement unless you do a movement incorrectly. Sure, then it's bad. Uh, so it's, you know, we get on, on this whole, oh, that that's a, you know, fried chicken is bad for you. Well, yes and no. I, I mean, if, if you're, if that's your once a month and you're with friends and family, it's, you know, you're feeding the soul. You know, mm-hmm. that's a happy meal. It has its place Yeah. every day. Yeah, it will do things to your body that will not be conducive to what you're trying to do. Right. But yeah, just start simple. Just, you know, outside of the grocery store, work your way in. Fruits and vegetables, some carbs. Use rices and quinoas, couscous. You know, the rice so nice, they named it twice. Uh, <laughs> you know, things like that and just <clears throat> a little bit of everything. Start there and then you can get into specifics. That's where you can hit me up. Hey, how much of this should I have? Well, what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Then let's talk. Yeah. Hit me up at Optimal Fitness RX. Do it. <laughs> Follow him too. But yeah, other than that, then I just realized like you have to be objective with your business. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we love our business. I am biased about my business. I, I absolutely love it, but I can't be emotional about it. Mm-hmm. I had to say, hey, my content sucks. It's not good. It's not valuable. It doesn't give people something. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I had to change it. Takes it takes that self-awareness. Yeah. And even Monica, she's like, texted me a day or two after I met with Kyle. And she's like, whoa. She goes, 
I'm really impressed. Like since you're meeting with Kyle, I mean, I'm not. I appreciate that. I'm not trying to do it to impress, but it's just a different boot and ass. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm leaving a ton of money, thousands of dollars yeah. on the table per month, and that is hard to <clears throat> swallow. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you lay out everything in front of you, the business analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if you're someone who's running a business and you're like, man, I don't know why I'm not at this dollar amount. I can be. I should be. Mm-hmm. Do a business analysis. How many hours a week do you want to work? What's your prices? How many appointments a day? You know, half hour, hour, the length. You know, break all the numbers down. How much can you make in a day and how much per month based on the hours that you want to work? Mm-hmm. I love it. So, yeah, a lot of power in visuals. All right, let's get uh, let's get down and nerdy with it, Tim. Okay. Tim. I will. Um, yeah, yeah, take us there. Yeah, so the book I'm going to talk about today is The Game Plan for Life by John Wooden, one of the winningest coaches in college basketball history. Um, and... You, you no and I, you, you and I are technically teachers. Like you teach people about uh, fitness and nutrition and rehab, and I teach people about um, maximizing their careers and writing a good resume and and increasing their value. And they talk about in this book like what effective teachers do, and they say effective teachers recognize where someone is, and then they utilize their own knowledge to prepare you for what lies ahead. And I want to mm. focus on preparing you for what lies ahead. Um, so we when we go through stuff in our own life, like we share the responsibility to teach what we have gained in our own personal life and our own personal research and what we do when we learn, we have the responsibility as teachers to use that knowledge to prepare the, the clients we work with for what lies ahead. So like, obviously with, with what I do, I write the resume for someone, like I do the work for them, but I also want to separate myself from other people who do what I do by really focusing on preparing people what lies ahead because like a lot of times like people will be will come to me and they've been working at a job for 10 15 years and they've never really taken on the job market and they've never needed a resume to to get another job so like this is completely new territory for people and like with you with what people the people you work with they may have never taken a step back to look at what they've eating what they've eaten and they've never really laid out a plan to do healthy eating before. So right. you prepare them for what lies ahead. So um, I think that goes back to our craft and the way we we approach what we learn and using our experience. Like when, you, like when you work with golfers or like when I work with a certain type of client, like using what I've learned from them to prepare what lies ahead for the future people I work with. So I just thought that that, that section was really good. And like, it's just it's so motivating, like having that responsibility to people and people to turn to you and, and, and tr- trust their trust their time and, and, and trust their health and trust their career like in your hands. Like it's something that um, that's why like what I do, it doesn't really feel like work. And that's why what, like when I wake up every day, like I'm always looking forward to what I'm doing that day because right. we have that responsibility as teachers. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's, you know, helping people become more independent mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be anyone's uh, coach or rehab therapist for life. Mm-hmm. And look, if someone just says, hey, I know how to train, but I do better with a trainer because of accountability. All right, that's a little different. But when I when I coach people, especially in nutrition, I show them everything I do and how I do it, why I'm doing it, and tell them straight up, like, look, this is designed for you, you know, the longest I want to keep someone usually is about six months unless they're in season for a sport. And they're like, hey, I just want you all season, which would be cool. I've not had that. <clears throat> but I'm like, hey, unless you really need to dial something in, 
like, I want to teach you how to do this on your own. Mm. Like that's, that's the goal, um, to prepare them for what's to come. Yeah. Uh, same with like movement. Hey, you had this pain. We've done this exercise and that exercise, this modality. Now you know how to apply those and where it fits mm-hmm. when you need to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I like that because you're, you know, you're teaching people, hey, oh wow, that's how you do a resume. Mm-hmm. That's how you prep for an interview. These are the types of questions. Oh, so I see this other job. Let me change some words here. That sounds pretty good. Maybe they send it. Hey, can I send for a review? Like, I don't know if you do a quick review, review yeah, like that. Mm. And it's like teaching them how to do it on their own, making yeah. them more independent. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, John Wooden. He was UCLA, right? Yeah. 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 And wasn't... He went to Purdue to, and played there. And yeah. And coached at UCLA. And didn't he have another huge offer from a bigger school before UCLA was I'm it him I'm sure I, I'm not, I, I feel know. like he had I don't know uh, how that went down where he was in talks with another university I thought and they were kind of up in the air taking a little longer UCLA had an opening but they were like run down didn't have a nice facility like it was all beat up I th- I think that was him. Yeah, I have to check. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, but it was another like big time like winning school, winning program. Yeah. And UCLA was kind of this little dump, but look what he did with it. Yeah. Now UCLA is on the basketball yeah, map ele- for how many years? Eleven championships, I think. I'm not sure though. Yeah, just a few. Else. Just yeah, a few. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, wanted to talk about change maker today by Dr. John Berardi. Oh, he yeah. is the founder of Precision Nutrition. So my nutrition coaching, I learned from Jason Phillips at NCI, Nutritional Coaching Institute. Dr. John Berardi founded Precision. I would say if you're looking to get a nutrition coaching certification, it's one of those two. Mm-hmm. Th- those are probably the only ones I would uh, use time and money for. Uh, but he wrote this book, and it's one of those you can pick up, jump in any chapter, and find something useful for the business. Kind of one of those you can go in and out of. But he talked about marketing and sales, and it's not about like your features or benefits, but it's about making a compelling and help, hopeful future for your prospects. It's like kind of beautifully ties with what you said is getting people prepared for what's to come. It's okay. Someone is overweight. Mrs. Jones weighs three bills. Okay. I have to paint a very compelling picture that is also hopeful for her that I can get, I can help her lose that 50 pounds, whatever it want, whatever Mm -hmm. she wants. I paint a very nice picture of, Oh, he can really do this for me. He's talking about this. He explained to me what metabolic adaptation is, how we find our maintenance, make sure my body's doing what it should be doing in terms of function. And then we focus on moving safely, efficiently, and effectively. And I eat proper, and he can help me lose this weight. This is very doable. We can do this. Yes, mm-hmm. he's going to do it. Uh, painting that picture <clears throat> for people, because otherwise, it's you know, how many nutrition coaches are there? Like, I'm not some special nutrition coach yeah. case. Yeah, I think I do things differently, but you know, anyone like can sell something. But how can I storytell? Paint that picture of. I can do that with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so kind of just with the different content, all right, you're in pain in your golf swing. How can I paint a picture to 
help you believe and understand that I can get you out of pain with what I do to help you have a pain-free and better golf swing. Yeah. How do I paint that picture? I need to show that somehow. Yeah. I like so, that that painting the picture phrasing there cuz yeah. People people like to see it to believe it. And people most people are visual learners or to some degree. So if you can paint the picture, make them visualize like Right, you can, you can get them to believe exactly, and, and you know I heard something from Jason Phillips. He he had a had someone that he knew. They broke it into three parts of their like nutrition journey or whatever it is, and it's uh, I forget his exact three, but it made me think of okay, what do I do with people? Um, get an overview of their lifestyle, then finding maintenance is is kind of seeing is their body functioning properly, and then we uh, go into metabolic adaptation. So are we gaining muscle mass? Are we trying to lose weight? So we get the overview, see what's going on. We determine, uh, we make sure the body is doing what it needs to do, how it needs to do it. And then we adapt to your performance, to your weight loss goal, to what your strength goal, whatever it is, and make it simple, like the power of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his nuts who founded Apple? Steve. Um, yeah, Steve. Stevie. Stevie, yeah. Uh, when the first iPhone came out, he had three points. I can't remember off the top of my head. Didn't know I'd talk about Steve, but one was like easy to use. Uh, he talked about the size and something else. And he had just three things. Mm-hmm. And throughout that initial presentation of that first iPhone, he kept hitting those three things. A few more minutes, those three things. A few more minutes. So those people just kept hearing that. Oh, Man, it's easy to use. It's a nice, sleek design. It fits in my pocket. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's getting people excited about those three simple characteristics. Hey, I just want to get an overview of your lifestyle. I want to help ensure your body is functioning how it should be. And then I'm going to help you lose that weight. Wow, okay. That's it. I love it. And just hammer those three. Yeah. So painting the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the circle back. I keep keep reminding them. Yeah, like, okay. They don't forget. How am I going to help this person with their resume? How am I going to get them into that interview? How am I going to help them get that job? Mm-hmm. Hey, I need to know, you know, what your ro- what roles you're looking for, what you currently do, uh, what your goal is, uh, and, you know, whatever your three is, uh, but painting that simple, hey, it's this, this, and then that. Mm-hmm. And the end is where we find our, we achieve it. Yeah, I love it. Power three. Tim, anything else? No, I think I'm good on my end. We got we got a lot of good information Beautiful. this episode. Yeah, phenomenal episode here. All right, everyone. Hey, if you enjoy the show, please head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. And find us on social media. You know, Hit us up. Give us some feedback. Let us know the types of conversations you want to hear more of or if someone we haven't reached out to or had a conversation with let us know we want to tailor it to what you guys like as well but leave us that review hit us up we always want to hear from you as always thanks for hanging and until next time we are out